And the truth is, we live in an interdependent world, in an interdependent country. Our greatest asset going forward is that compared to other older big economies, we are younger, more diverse, racially, ethnically, religiously, in terms of our skills, in terms of our natural resources. There's something for everybody. And the Spud Goodman Show. Radio Show, and here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy, because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings and welcome one and all. You know, I was named Spud at birth, Spud Goodman, so after a great deal of agonizing thought, I decided to call this little radio program The Spud Goodman Show. Good call, yo. You know, hopefully history will be kind to me regarding that decision. I mean, there's always a chance that if I had named it something else, this thing would have been successful, but oh well, there are no do-overs in life, right? Okay, with me here in the studio is the requisite component of any successful drive-time radio team, our designated laugher, Gina. Give the people what they want. How about a, like a semi-sincere chuckle? <laughs> All right. Uh, also with us is our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Mumble something to verify your presence here. Well, I'm not a good mumbler, Spud. I was taught by my mother to clearly enunciate my words. She was a former librarian, so she took the English language quite seriously. I can only imagine the big words you were expected to utilize in your dinner table, you know, your dinner time banter. Uh, that would take all the fun out of, like, eating. Oh. My gosh, at least, like, give you heartburn at least. Yeah, you know, at all of our family meals, we would play vocabulary games to keep all of us sharp. Uh, my younger sister, Mary, she would always try and top me with some pretty impressive multisyllabic words. Uh, it was very People can't figure me out. They can't process me. I don't expect them to. You can't process me with a normal brain. Well, rest assured, you will not be challenged by me. I love the poorly educated. Can I ask if you're uh, going to stand there throughout the show? Because it's kind of weird. Well, I-, I told you and everyone else here in the studio that I would have to stay on my feet through the show per my wife's directive. Y- you know, I firmly believe in the devil. I know there, this. There is no doubt in my mind that this darn Fitbit I have on is a creation of his, at least commissioned by him. Uh, I have it on now, been about three and a half days, and I've got blisters on both big toes. You can't prevent everything. It's very painful. I gotta say, looking at you, walking in place is exhausting me. So I think I'm gonna be looking away from you the rest of the show? Oh, Spud, please don't shun me. Not right 
right now. So a little background on how this went down. Really? Okay. I, I just had my annual physical, and regrettably, Rachel came with me. Big mistake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, listen, I asked her to step outside of the examination room when I had my prostate probe, but she did come back into the room and hear my doc tell me I had to get in shape. Uh, I have to get my cardio work in as I'm not getting any younger. I mean, yeah. I told him I felt fine, but once Rachel heard this, I knew my life would never be the same. Let me out of here! Uh, I can say, I can tell you this because she's not listening tonight. She had to attend a friend's pampered chef gathering. Uh, does she, like, monitor your Fitbit each night? Yes, and I do not appreciate her shaming me before we go to bed when I don't meet my daily target number of steps. If I have to hear her say, if she can register many thousands of steps as a stay-at-home mom, I should be able to do more than that. One more time, I will lose it. I think the reason why is I've just been, like, so unhappy. No, I really will. Hey, can you keep your inner rage under control, man? I mean... Have you looked into, like, maybe maybe subcontracting out the work to some kid in the neighborhood? You know, just have him wear that damn Fitbit around and then swing it by your place before she clocks you out at the end of the day. You know, that option did cross my mind, but Rachel knows me really well, and I, I, just, I can't lie to her. You know, I would volunteer to wear it for you, but really? I don't like anything around my wrists. You know, it goes back to a bad experience uh, with an old girlfriend. That's so hot. You know, maybe one of the interns would like wear it for a while. Oh, no, but I appreciate your concern. I, I think I'm going to be okay here. All right, if you say so. But right now I need to bring on our musical guest, who I'll be, who I'll be uh, speaking with a little later on in the show. Uh, these guys are now part of our family, and let's be honest here. So here are Trees and Timber.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hi, this is Don Rickles. I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. That'll show you how my career is going. I hope you listen to it, because the last time I saw him, he was out in the woods chopping logs. But who knows? Ah, that's it, folks. Hey, yes, Spud. Yeah. Your first guest, Tom Green, is holding for you. You know, the last time he was on the show, he was getting on a train somewhere back east. Oh, yeah. Except the train people, you know, were butting in when we were talking. It was... It was an enjoyable conversation, except they were they were getting on my nerves. He's a really good guest, though. You know, I remember that interview. I thought maybe you were going to get him tossed off the train by you egging him on to say something goofy to the staff aboard the train. Nah, they wouldn't kick Tom Green off a train. He was on MTV back in the day and was a guest host on Saturday Night Live. The worst they would have done is ask him to, like, sit in an area where he could be supervised until he got to where he was going, because I've had that happen to me a few times. You know, trains are, like... Really boring because they take so long to get to places and, you know, just stuff happens and it's understandable. Please don't ever call me when I'm on a train or any other form of public transportation. When I travel, I am focused and I have no time for tomfoolery. Tomfoolery? Yeah. Do you, like, live in Hogwarts? Seriously. Uh, Just put Tom on. Yeah, here he is. Please welcome back to the show comedian, actor, and, of course, rapper Tom Green. What's up, Tom? Hello, Spud. How are you doing? Excellent. Hey. Good to, good to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, you work hard, dude. Um, so. <laughs> Not that hard, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I have, it's a lot of fun doing stand-up comedy. I wouldn't like to call it work. You know, I don't want to make it feel like it's work, you know? Well, I mentioned rapping, so you have a new video out, Do the Donald, in which you portray our great, ugly American Donald Trump. Well done, sir. It's up on Funny or Die and at TomGreen.com. After watching it, I did pick up a bit of influence from Leine Reifenstahl, some very Third Reich-esque images I can't quite get your connection to, I mean, you know, Mr. Trump, because he's just trying to make America great again, man. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, he was my boss on the uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Right. Um, he fired me. Right. And, uh, you know, it was such a uh, ridiculous experience, you know, uh, going on that show. Uh, you know, I got to actually know Donald Trump a little bit. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump knows me. And uh, the way I look at it is, uh, is anybody who knows me should should not be the president of the United States. Let me ask you Thank a personal you. question. Um do you own a Fitbit? Because my freaking co-host is standing here, walking in place as I speak, trying to rack up an impressive step total for the day. Do you Hollywood stars have Fitbits too, <laughs> or do you have one of your assistants I, uh, wear one? I don't have. I don't have a Fitbit. No, I don't. Uh, I am walking right now, though. I'm taking Super. a walk along a sidewalk right now. I don't. I'm not counting my steps. I'm not somebody that really. I. You know, I. I don't know. Does it work on a skateboard? I'm not sure if it works on a skateboard. But uh, I'll Google. Why, why do you ask? Why do you ask if I have a Fitbit? Well, I'm just wondering. Uh, I don't know. My 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 co-host, temporary permanent co-host Gerald Holcomb is over here. He's 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 walking away because he's trying to. He's competing with his wife. But that's another topic. I'm not going to bore you with that crap. So let me yeah, ask you something. Yeah, your co-host else. is very quiet. <laughs> All right, you know, I'm impressed because you're doing this thing walking now, and you're a little out of breath, and you're giving it up for the show. I appreciate that. You, you're doing okay, though. Have you checked your pulse? Yeah, you absolutely. Check, check your oh, pulse. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got my Fitbit. 
Alright, uh, I'm just worried about the pulse, but anyway, um, so let me ask you this. <laughs> Have you found as you grow older and more mature that certain things you found hilarious a few years back are now not so much? You know, me, off the air, I still do an occasional prank phone call or two for personal enjoyment, but, you know, things aren't quite the same as they were a few years back. How about you? Uh, you know, I mean, I think we... I think with comedy, it's always about the element of surprise. I mean, what makes you laugh is something that is surprising, something you haven't seen before. So, you know, obviously everything is going to have a shelf life. If you, something that you thought was really, really funny 10 years ago, and then you see somebody do the exact same thing again, that's not necessarily going to make you laugh because you're expecting it. So that's why I like to always try to keep changing what I do, you know, and try to do different things every every few years because at a certain point it just becomes you know, less funny to me. So I have to be able to crack myself up in order to, uh, in order to, to make it funny for everyone else. So that's what I love about stand-up. Yeah, about do you still crack yourself up? I mean, after well, all these years, you're doing pretty much the same thing as when you started off in TV. I mean, that is a lot of years doing the same exact thing over and over and over. Hey, I crack myself up all the time. Don't you worry about that. Sometimes I even start snorting. I'm laughing so hard when I listen to this show. I will never get bored doing what I do, okay? And even if I did, that's between me and my God. Well, don't get all defensive here. I was just commenting on how forward-thinking Tom Green is to realize that you can't just repeat the same old stuff over and over and Listen, over. I don't do the same stuff over and over and over again, okay? I mean, sure, you know, some things over the years I may still be doing, but... Listen, forget what I brought up. You're not a stale, one-note talk show host, Spud. Just let that thought go. You do a decent right. job... Well, you, you try to evolve with the times, and I'm sure a few... You, if your fans from the old days are still with you, I mean, at least look. Maybe I some know close for a, I know for a fact. A couple names that come to my mind right now. I mean, you could email them, and and they would verify that I am still relevant and fresh to them. Okay. Okay. And let me get back to Tom. He, he's still walking, and he could pass out at any time. We need to make sure we record that as TMZ or someone else is going to beg us for it if it happens. All right. Hey Tom, I'm back. Uh, yeah, I needed to tell off my co-host here. It's just it's just too much information. But anyway. It's just, it's just disgusting. Um, well, you know, the last time we spoke, we discussed your Canadian citizenship and your perspective on this country as an alien visitor. By the way, off the record, I hope your visa hasn't expired because, man, there are some people out there these days that want to tar and feather anyone without papers, you know, so, and they're not wearing a flag lapel, too, so are you, are you, you're okay, right? I mean, look over your shoulder, boy. You're walking right now. Just take a look. Do you have your papers on you? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've lived in the U.S. for 16 years now. I've I'm a you know, permanent resident of the country, so... It's not going to matter if Mr. Paper, Trump is elected. You know but, this. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I, I, love, I love the U.S. It's a, great, it's a great place. It's a great country. I love all the people here. And, uh, you know, I love Canada, too. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I'm not too concerned. You know, right. if, if, if they kick me out, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, well, as a foreigner, do you think the rest of the world sees us Americans as basically a country of 320 million Ryan Lochtes? What do you think? Well, you know, I think that this election will determine how people view the world. I mean, if, uh, how people in the world view, view the country. I mean, if the country elects, you know, a reality TV show host with no foreign policy experience, no political experience, and a lot of really horrible ideas, then I think people will probably look at the country differently. 
I mean, I think it's already gotten to the point where people are looking at the country a little differently just because of the fact that he's the Republican nominee. I mean, the fact that half the country likes him is scary to me, and uh, and it's upsetting because I, I, you know, I love the USA. It's a great country. I, it's been very good to me, and I live here. I own property here. I pay, pay taxes here. I have a business here. I, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, vouch have for a lot you. Of all, all sorts of great fans here. I tour all around the country. I've been to every state. I've been to every city, pretty much every major city in the U.S. I've been to every state in the United States, you know, which is more than most people can say. Well, if ICE you know, comes and, after uh, you, I will vouch for you. If, if they come knocking on your door, I mean, you are. I mean, you're one of the good ones, right? Well, you know, I'm not concerned about them knocking on my door. If You know, but, uh, you know, maybe if Trump gets elected, they will start knocking on That's people's my doors, point. You know? That was my point, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, you know, I think they'll be knocking on a lot more people door, people's doors than just Canadian uh, green card holders. <laughs> I know, but you're, so, you, you, know. you know, they picked the low-hanging fruit first, and I, but I just, anyway, let me go on, let me, let me ask you this. All right, now, Tom, you, you, your pace, your clip and walking, I, I appreciate your multitasking here. You're going, I don't know where you're headed, but let me ask, are you sure you're, are, what are you up to, like three or four miles an hour or five miles an hour? Where are you, what kind of clip are you at right now? Can you actually tell that I'm walking? Heck like, yes, like, I can like, tell. Uh, listening to me? Absolutely. You're, are you walking? It sounds like I'm walking. You still or did walking? you just hear the leaf blower in the background? No, I, I, you're not walking. I thought you were. How do you hear walking? I have skills. I got like skills. Uh, you? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm just walking at a, I'm walking at a pretty normal pace. All right, see so you. Probably okay. not really worth uh, making a big deal out of it. I mean, I can stop walking if you want. No, no. I don't want to distract from the interview by... Uh, no, I like it. I like it. Last time you were on a train, now you're walking. We like this kind of stuff, okay? I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, I was on a train last time. I remember that, man. That's cool. That's I was right. Wait, was I on the train or was I waiting for the train? No, you were on the train. They were taking your ticket and all yeah. sorts of stuff. And, oh, oh see, yeah, I remember like that. This. Yeah, yeah, good, good, yeah. I was on the train last time, yeah. Uh, I'm always on the move, man. I'm always on the move. That's my point. That's what I'm <laughs> trying to get at. Anyway, uh, let, let me close this thing. By, uh, with a with a romantic uh, angle here, uh, Tom Green, what has been your most memorable moment making love? What do you think? Can you pick out a special experience that you'll never <laughs> forget? You don't have to use a. You can use the first. Uh, on the pro- uh, well, I'm kind of a. Uh, you know, I don't really. Uh, I don't really like to share these kinds of sordid details. Uh, you know, uh, this is. Uh, you're making me blush. All right. Mission accomplished. All right, super. Uh, okay, I'll let you go on that note. You're walking somewhere, and I know eventually you're going to get where you're walking, so I'll close it oh, right now. Yeah. Tom Green, you are one of my favorite guests, as you keep it real, uh, all right? Thank you, man. All right, so Godspeed always, to you and your travels and wherever you're walking. I always try to be moving when I'm on the show, either on a train or walking. Maybe next time I'll be falling off of a tall object. I like that. Super. Yeah. All right, Mr. An Tom. An airplane. Or An airplane. Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. All right. Let me close it. All right, yeah. Mr. Tom Green. This is a Spud Goodman Show. I can't no, believe I let you talk no me into this. no doubt about it. They already did. Hey, you're on the air. Uh, I'm supposed to tell you, Spud, that our show's resident psychic, Ted Marr, is ready to go. Okay, good. You know, I always learn so much from this, you know, speaking with him. He, he, he's my favorite part of the show. What can I say? You know, he may not, you know, be some famous Hollywood celebrity, but he talks to dead people and aliens from other galaxies. So that's cool. important. He, he is a very interesting man. I will say that. I mean, that's pretty much what I just said, wasn't it? 
Anyway, uh, just just do his plug, all right? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Ted Marr can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle and on the web. Here he is. All right, please say hello to our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. You know, thanks for calling in. Hello, Spud. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. Right. Well, can I ask you, like, an adult-related question, if you know what I mean? Because you know, if, if I had sufficient paranormal powers like you, Ted, could I meet up with, oh, you know, okay, I'll be blunt here, hook up with someone who has passed away years ago, sort of like a spiritual virtual sex deal? Um, they don't have really sex in the, in the higher dimensions, um, but they do exchange love. And, and they, they merge each other's souls into one beautiful um, togetherness. It's really pretty amazing. I, I've, I've heard about that. My spirit friends have talked about it with me. Oh, super. You know, I've always found uh, Jackie Kennedy very hot, and I, I have to guess she and JFK had an open marriage. At least he thought they did. You know, that man was a great president, but I just don't know how he had time to do his job so well with what you know all the women he was seeing. I'm guessing, you know, he didn't have much time for his wife, though, and that's where I would come in because I would be serving my country in a way that she had to be really unsatisfied. So is this doable? Would you like to talk to her now? I can bring. I could try oh. to bring her in. Wow, I'm kind of... Kind of scary, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, she said she really loved her husband, but it did hurt her um, for him to have all these affairs. Yeah. But it was kind of the cost of the job. She knew what she was getting into when she married him, and um, but otherwise, you know, he was a great man and and a wonderful father to their children and everything. Um, I don't think it's appropriate to even consider the prospect of having paranormal sex with a former first lady. Couldn't why? you? Couldn't you direct your erotic fantasies towards a deceased movie star or like a former Disney Mouseketeer? Look, the heart wants what the heart wants, and I don't think having paranormal sexual activity counts in real life. It's from another dimension, so there is no guilt afterwards, like a, a bad one-night stand. I would doubt that, as even having lustful desires is a sin. You need to be aware of that. Look, if that was legit, I would have blown up years ago in one of those spontaneous combustion incidents while cruising the internet. You know what I mean? So just let me get back to Ted. All right. Uh, well, uh, well, maybe you could check with her telepathically now before I go much further, because you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't really want to be a, like a psychic stalker or anything. I, I doubt she'd still have secret service protection, but I don't, I don't want to bug her unless she'd be into it. But uh, I'm in hopes that having a lot of money loses its importance with a woman, you know, who, who've moved on to maybe a different dimension, because that's going to level the playing field for guys like me so we can compete. Right. She said she would have lunch with you sometime. Oh, super. All right. So you have, have to get to know you first. So that's what she'd do. So. And my bank account will have no bearing at all? <laughs> not in the spirit world not where she is right now money has no relevance for meeting where she is right now that's my kind of place all right super <laughs> well hey i really want to thank you so much for for calling in tonight because um i'm gonna be contacting you again about this thing so don't forget all right no i will i'll be happy to set you up on a date with her uh, lunch date first lunch, lunch, lunch first lunch, yes lunch first all right something inexpensive though okay all right because i'm i can't really go to like the four seasons or something like that i mean anyway all mcdonald's right. she's asking mcdonald's is okay is that uh, is all right 
Super. All right. Um, uh, fish witch. All right. Uh, once again, our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. Now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, Spud, our uh, public sector food critic, Lawrence, is ready to go and do his review. All right, put him on. Hey, hey, am I on the air here? Okay, testing one, two. Dude, you're on the air. Where are you calling us from? Oh, well, actually, right now I'm at a Holiday Inn in New Jersey somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I did my review today at Rikers Island Jail Complex in New York, but... Man, the hotel rates are much cheaper in Jersey. You're at Rikers? Ooh, that's the oh, real yeah. deal, man. I, I don't think the crew at Lockup on MSNBC have ever been there. And I get it, because if it's a, it's scary. I've seen that thing on like TV and in movies and stuff, and it, wow. I... Yeah, but let me, let me tell you this. For somebody like myself who's got a seven-year stretch at Pelican Bay in Cali, it wasn't that intimidating. I mean, they have toilet paper in the visitor's room. Now, people visiting over at Cali, they had to bring their own toilet paper. I mean, Pelican Bay there, because that was a max facility, I'm telling you. So so how was the food at Rikers? Uh, probably a lot of mystery meat, maybe, you know, some powdered milk and the normal, you know, stale slice of white bread. Just the, yeah, right? Just the normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know I was expecting the same thing, but no, 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 they... They must have had some big-time New York City chefs that were doing jail time there and were assigned as kitchen duty. The food was amazing. Now, I would give the main course at the lunch that, I, that they served me four and a half sporks. I, I had total privacy away from Gen Pop, and they let the food critics use this empty holding cell to do the reviews. Right. It was a little dark and, and damp and stuff, but it was adequate. Hey, uh, Lawrence, what was the main entree? Oh, it had a chicken cordon bleu and a choice of rice pilaf on a or a baked potato with a nice spinach salad too. Yeah, the dessert, yeah, that was kind of spread a week. It was jello. But jello? Uh, wow. yeah, there must not have been any pastry chefs or something or any bakers that were doing time there right now. Well, are, are you headed back home now? That's a long Greyhound bus ride. Yeah, yeah, I'm leaving in the morning, you know. Hey, I dig riding on the Greyhound. Because, you know, really? I get to use the onboard restroom for number one. I just wait till we hit a rest stop if, kind of, if I'm going to do the other. Hey, look, I should probably go now because uh, i got to pack up. But, hey, I'm going to bring you back a Rikers Island refrigerator magnet. You, you're going to like it, all right? Really? All right, bye Whoa, now. you know I collect magnets. Hey, yeah, okay, talk to you when you get back. All right, bye. Hey, hey bye, Lawrence. I, uh, I like souvenir magnets, too. Uh, hey, uh, Spud, I, I may have caught my okay second wind here. Looks like your fourth or fifth win, if you ask me. Are are you sure you're okay? You're sweating like a leaky faucet. Well, could you have one of the interns grab me, like, a towel or something? 
We don't have towels in the studio. How about a napkin? You know, I had Trent uh, grab me like a ton of them from Starbucks. I, I don't do coffee, but they have, you know, pretty good free napkins. Yeah, and yeah, it only yeah. makes yeah, common sense. Give me a handful of them? Uh, you know, uh, hey, one of you guys over there, do something. Yeah, get the man some napkins. I hope you're not going to keel over here in the, in the middle of an interview or something. Uh, I think you're making the band also a little uncomfortable. Look at them. No one's ever, you know, they hadn't started like a pool or something when you might pass out. It's crossed my mind to maybe start it up, but because uh, I, I got to tell you, you don't look good right now. Well, it's been a while since I've exercised to this extent. Probably like a PE class in high school. Come on, you can do it. But you're only walking in place. God forbid if you started speed walking or something. Well, it's all about the step, Spud. My okay. wife is averaging about 22,000 steps a day this past week, so the pressure's on for me to top that. Now, I did get a great deal of inspiration watching the Olympics and seeing the effort it took to earn a medal, as I'm not interested in just beating my wife's totals. Yeah. I want to obliterate her. You understand how annoying it is to hear her brag Bring about how many notch, freaking steps are on her damn Fitbit it's each kind night. Of scary. Did I just hear that? You know, I don't think I've ever heard you even soft cuss before. You know, hell, damn, or pissed. You must really be twerked off right now. Well, you, you bet your derriere I'm angry. This stupid little rubber bracelet has caused me more anguish than you can imagine, Spud. I'm a grown man. You had me at hello. I am forced to walk in place during this radio show. Yeah, it's pretty lame, I gotta be honest with you. But, but So what's the worst thing that can happen if you fall short stepwise? I'm sure after a few months, you know, your wife will let up on the shaming thing. And I mean, I mean once you crush someone and something every single day, week in and week out, it's not that much fun to rub it in. Americans love a winner. I, I can only hope that you are right, but my wife is a poor winner. She loves the victory dance, so this humili humiliation could yeah. continue for a long, long time, and that is something I could not handle. And that is why I need to keep pushing myself. Uh, hey, okay, I hate to, to interrupt here, but can you check and see if our next guest is ready to go? We have a show to do here. Oh, uh, yes. And uh, the, the board is telling me Tim Gunn is holding and ready to speak with you. Wow. I mean, I'm not going to lie here. I am a little in intimidated interviewing this guy. You know, he's a fashion god, and I don't know that much about fashion, except maybe don't wear stripes with plaids, or is it with uh, plaids with... If you need to rely on me for a bit of help with the fashion-related questions, I am here for you. I pride myself on my own wardrobe. Your wardrobe you consists of suits, and more suits. Like, do you wear suits to the beach, and, and like bowling? Over the line! Spud, I was raised to always wear a coat and tie when I left the house as a youngster. At the dinner table, my dad would allow us to dress casually on Saturdays, but generally, we dress appropriately. Uh, appropriately? I sure hope you don't make your kids wear a tie at dinner. and That should be illegal or at least frowned on by society. Well... We only expect the kids to do so at Sunday dinner, you know, like most families. Most families? Yeah. Hey, Ward Cleaver, fast forward a few decades. Just put Tim on right now. Oh, here he is. All right, please say hello to the preeminent fashion expert on the face of the earth, Mr. Tim Gunn. Welcome, Tim. Good heavens. What an introduction, Spud. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So I want to announce that Project Runway is starting their 15th season, now airing on the Lifetime channel. Thursday nights at 9, 8 central. And that makes me feel kind of ancient. Uh, that's a pretty impressive run, though, for a show. What, what's, that, what's been on longer, the local news and maybe the young and the restless? You must be proud. <laughs> Listen, if it makes you feel old, think of how it makes me feel. Yeah. Good heavens. I know, 15 season, it's like, seasons, it's unbelievable. And I'm the one who said, when we were taping season one, 
I mean, I never, never even entered into my vocabulary that we would have a season two. So no one's more shocked about this than I am. All right, super. Now, you've won an Emmy as the co-host of Project Runway along with Heidi Klum, and the show's won a Peabody, too, in, like, 2007. That's pretty yes. unusual, isn't it, for reality programming? I mean, it, 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 it was a phenomenal, phenomenal thing to win a Peabody. And what was, what was so truly bizarre was being at the Peabody award ceremony and being surrounded by news programs that are... Um, documenting strife and pe- pestilence and and hunger and war. Right. And then there's happy peppy us. <laughs> wow. It's bizarre. Well, I mean, without people like yourself, you know, guys would still be wearing members-only jackets and women would still be wearing those, like, big, huge shoulder pads. So fashion's kind of important, right? Well, when I say about fashion, because there are a lot of people who poo-poo it, and, and they're, they're entitled to do that, I always say about fashion that it's a form of, of semiotics, that the clothes we wear send a message about how the world perceives us. And like it or not, that's really true. I mean, it, it, people will see strangers on a street and assess certain things about that individual based on how they're presenting themselves. And it's not just clothes, it's, it's, it's head to toe, it's grooming, it's accessories, it's all of it. Um, and, and we just need to... I'll repeat, except responsibility for it. Wow. Well, I, I got to toss in my two cents on, on the topic of fashion. It's a lot of work, but I'll, I'll, I'll move on here. But, um, you know, uh, off the air. No, it's a lot of work, and it's not easy. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, if I could ever pull it off, which I can't. But anyway, I want to ask you this. Off the air, at home, while kicking back, does Tim Gunn ever throw on a pair of sweats, or, or do you prefer to kill it fashion-wise 24-7? You know, I have taken up fencing in the last year. And for the first time in my life, I own a pair of sweatpants. In fact, I own two. Oh. But I wear them fencing. <laughs> All right, that's for the record. We got no, a scoop there. I'm alone. I mean, to be honest with you, when I get home um, from, from a long day, I take my suit off, I put on pajamas and a robe. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not self-flagellating, walking around my apartment in a suit and tie. You know, Spud, yes. But while you were talking here with Tim, I did that Google thing, and you know, Tim Gunn's catchphrase is, make it work. No, I didn't know that, but most ultra-successful people have a motto, and won't accept excuses, you know, in the presence of mediocrity. I may not have a catchphrase myself like that, but it's clear that Tim and I share the same uncompromising demand for excellence. Yeah, no, I I was just thinking that people that work with Tim must highly respect him, and he obviously is a figure everyone looks up to. You know, there are certain leaders who understand what motivates the staff around them. Right. And and, and Spud, it's pretty important that a leader is liked by those around him, too. You know, I'm sure... Tim also has to deal with an occasional person who is always just a step slow and doesn't get what he wants and needs. You know, an employee or a coworker who tries his best but continues to come up just a little bit short in pleasing the head guy. The true example of a great leader is his or her ability to identify the weak link of the organization and eliminate it before it contaminates the others. Let me tell you, it's lonely at the top. Well, something you wouldn't know about. Well, sometimes there are situations where the head guy is so disliked, the staff, you know, they rise up and eliminate him for the benefit of the group. It's sad, but often necessary. Look, I'm just saying. I think I hear what you're saying, and understand I will not be intimidated by the threat of a coup, okay? You got that? And now keep your revolutionary rhetoric to yourself and let me get back to Tim if you don't mind. Sure. 
Uh, you know, you don't see many women or guys that look like normal people, you know, at fashion shows or whatever. How tough is it to find models who will refuse to eat? Because they all, they, all, they all have to be wearing one of those Fitbits like my co-host here. I, I have to tell you, it, 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 this whole industry needs to change. We, we parade these seven-foot-tall Glamazons down the runway. Their, their body type is unattainable by most women. Other, I mean, they, they represent point oh 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 one percent of the population. And we say, this is the fashion ideal. It's ridiculous. There are a hundred million. There are a hundred million women in this nation who are larger than the size twelve, and on the runway you see triple zeros. Oh. So, why isn't the industry addressing these people? Why? Why isn't the industry showing? I hate the term "real women," but I'll use it. Why isn't the industry using real women and saying, "Look how fabulous you can look"? Because on these Glamazons, a paper bag would look good. So it's just not. It's not a realistic portrayal of what the world is, and I think it should be. Well, you wrote an editorial in the Washington Post, right, that got a lot of attention. You felt the industry had kind of turned their back on plus-size women, right? Yes. Oh, the, the, the industry has. The industry has totally marginalized this profoundly important woman. Yeah, and the, yeah, I would, the other thing I was wondering, is plus-size, is that like an amorphous term? Because is, is plus anything over a size 2 in Milan or Paris? I, I, I don't know how it works over in the European <laughs> metric system or something. Well, in, in this nation, we, we, it, it's size 14 and higher. Um, and I, and I, I, I don't like the term. I mean, I'd like to, that's why I refer to women who are larger than size 12 as opposed to plus-size women. Um, it's plus-size, as you're saying, plus-size according to what? Yeah, it's rather pejorative. Right. Okay. All right. Super. Um, hey, have you ever thought about sending any fashion ideas to like the U.S. Postal Service or McDonald's? Is there employees would really be happy if you jumped <laughs> in and made some changes? <laughs> that's a, that's a great thought. Um, you know, on, on season um, season one of Project Runway, we actually uh, did redesign the the uh, USPS uniform, um, and it, it was a lot of fun. God, there's so many things that you could attack and make better. I mean, but I know that you don't have, there's not enough hours in the day for Tim Gunn to, you know, to step in and, and, you know, and do your thing. So, but I can only imagine the people that are bugging you all the time for your, for your services. So anyway, all right. Well, speaking of your services, I know you got places to go, models to meet, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to let you go, but I want to <laughs> remind everyone that Project Runway is back with season 15, Thursday nights, 9 PM, 8 central. Hey, I have gained some fashion, fashion knowledge speaking with you. So I really want to thank you so much for coming on our show and sharing but thank you thank you very very much all right mr tim gunn this is one of radio's most famous musical productions the program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life this is a spud human show okay it's musical guest interview time please welcome back to the show our musical guest swoon records recording artist trees and timber hey guys you know i was thinking about giving you a key to this place as now you know you're almost blood related to the show i mean how many appearances is this this would be our sixth appearance yeah okay i will plead guilty to liking the band too much all right that's for the record (laughs) the feeling's mutual yeah okay well for those who may not be aware of your identities please state your name and instrument of choice i'm gwen and i play the bass no you're not no you're not come on Okay, I'm Joe, and I play guitar and sing. All right. I'm Gwen, and I play the electric bass guitar. That's correct. 
and Paul play the drums. All right. Okay. A- am I off by saying you all three get along so well? I mean, where's the band dysfunction, the egos, the jealousies that make rock bands as fragile as a dozen eggs in the leather pants pocket of Iggy Pop? Where is it? We got all that out of the way early with our last drummer. <laughs> oh. But okay. Paul's borrowing our car right now, so I guess we'll see where that goes. Oh. Yeah, and, Paul. Uh, <laughs> oh. We'll see if it comes back in one piece. Okay. All right. Um. Do you guys have like a formal position on the Fed's current uh, monetary policy? Should we raise interest rates now to protect against possible inflationary pressures that could arise? I mean, Janet Yellen could, or her people could be listening right now, so speak your piece. I just want to tell something. the Fed I am again it. Again it? Okay. That's for the record. Is that unanimous with the band? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> okay, super. So, um... Let me ask you this. What are the long-term goals of Trees and Timber? Have they changed since the last time we've spoken? Well, I don't really remember what our long-term goals were last time, so I would, I would assume that they're the same. We always just hope the wagon makes it home. Yeah, exactly. Okay, at the end God. of the night. Let's, let's keep it realistic. Very short term. Okay, all right. So what is the name of the next song, and is there a backstory? Some sort of, uh, you know, something that you could flesh it out with with our listeners. This one's called All the Best, and at some point it'll probably be about um, <clears throat> telling people that we love to go to hell. Okay, all right, fine. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> Oh, 
is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. What's up, y'all? This is Cedric the Entertainer, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Oh, yeah, I holla. Hey, uh, Spud, your last guest, Judy Gold, is ready to go on the line. Okay, this woman has been on just about every comedy on TV these days. You know, when she comes on the screen, I always say, oh, yeah, I know her. She's really funny. Uh, You know, I'm not familiar with her career, but I was told today by the interns that she's been cracking them up while she's been on hold just now. I read she's buddies with about everybody who's anybody in comedy. I'm guessing that helps with the acting gigs. You know, Spud... You are friends with many in the entertainment industry, and it's never really paid off for you. I'm just saying that you have never been asked to be on anybody's show. Hey, 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 you shut your face! Hey, I'm a pretty busy guy, and I don't have the time to just go and do someone else's show, man. I have my own show. Just, just put Judy through, okay? Here she is. Please say hey to comedian, actress, writer, and producer Judy... Judy Gold. Hey, hey, you're pretty much a four-tool player. That's very impressive. Four tools? Correct. That's a baseball <laughs> term. Yeah. Oh, it is? You can oh, do it all. Yeah, you I'm, can... I'm into tennis and basketball. Okay, all right. Uh, well, let me toss out a few of your accolades right now bef- uh, before we get too deep into this. You've all heard... right, but you, they better not be old. Well, well, let me... Let, well, I don't know. All right. Good point. Okay, go ahead. You won two daytime Emmys for your work on Rosie O'Donnell's show as a writer and producer. You've written and starred in two off-Broadway one-woman productions, The Judy Show, My Life as a Sitcom, and also 25 Questions for a Jewish Mother. Um, and you've appeared on a ton of sitcoms. Too many to go over, but I'll do a couple. Louie, Broad City, and Jim Gaffigan, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. I could go on, but I only have so much time here. Nice resume. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. It's okay. been a... You know, I've worked hard. Yeah, obviously you do. Um, but I've been doing, and I, I've been doing stand-up for you know, for over thirty years. So, oh, you know, wow. Um, it's, uh, I know everyone. Thank God. Now all these people I know that I started with are getting shows, so I can get on them. <laughs> well, that's always nice. All right, super. Well, yeah. Let's let's, be, let's talk comedy. As a woman in comedy, can I ask if, if feminist humor has kind of gone the way of landlines and hot socks? Because I grew up in a time where it was pretty prevalent, but these days you kind of have to serve it up with, I don't know, you know, some subtlety because it requires a lot of heavy lifting with mainstream audiences, especially younger women. You know? Am I wrong or, you know? Well, you know, I think feminism, you know, has changed a lot, and I think women comics have, you know, they've, in my, when I started, uh, you know, we didn't dress provocatively. We didn't, uh, you know, we we just have, you know, when you're a female comic, you just have to be a, a lot better than a guy comic because we get as a lot more. Um, we're, we're held to a different standard. So when I when I started, there would be, you know, I, I, clubs you would call and they would say. You know, uh, uh, you know, we, we're not, um, we, we're not going to have, uh, you know, I'd ask for a gig and I'd say, we don't have, we had a woman here, you know, three months ago, she didn't do well, so we're not having any women. So things have changed a lot since then. But yeah, <clears throat> I think that comedy in general has changed a lot. Uh, I think there's a lot of talk about porn <laughs> with the new comics. Yeah. That's like the big topic. I, I know I I ran this by Whitney Cummings uh, about 
for a, you know for a female comedian, you actually wardrobe is actually an issue. Uh, uh, you know, whereas guys, you know, t-shirt, maybe a baseball cap. Oh, I know. And, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But when I started, you know, you couldn't dress. You know, you had to dress sort of. I don't want to say androgynously, but you didn't dress like sexy because then no one would listen to you. The guys would, you know, you were a sex object and the women hated you. So, but now, I mean, it's so much different now. When comics are dressed like women and talking about a lot of different stuff. And yeah, it's, it's you know, look, it's, it's, it's a hard life to be a, a female comic. Right. But it's a great life. It's great. All right. All right. Um, uh, Spud. Yes? You have to be very grateful you were blessed to be born a guy because, you know, fashion and grooming standards are not a strong point for you. If you were a woman, dare I say, with your nose, your, about it? your body type, yeah. uh, and the lack of fullness in your hair, it would what? be next to impossible to make yourself visually appealing to an audience. Why so cruel with the body shaming, man? If I was born a woman, I like to think I would have, you know, assimilated into society adequately at least. Well, it, it's just fortunate, as Judy said, that you do not have to live up to the aesthetic expectations female comedians have to deal with. You know, the look you have, which is basically the high school janitor thing, seems to work really well on what? the radio. And I guess you were able to get by on cable TV as they have no standards. They've I, got I mean, some standards. I've been told that there's a show out there called Dating Naked on VH1, so there you go. Hey, about the only thing I might not be able to pull off if I was in fact a woman would be the, you know, the having to submit to my husband deal. And that wouldn't fly for me. And, and you know, of, of course, yeah, the, the birthing thing, that would be out of the question. No way. Oh, well, and then you would be missing out on the greatest experience a woman could Hey, ever... Mr. Little House on the Prairie, I got to get back to my guest, okay? So keep your sister wife thoughts to yourself. All right, I'm back, Judy. Uh, hey. I, you got cut off for some reason. Apologies. Well, let me move on to another topic. Uh, let's talk politics for a sec. Can I can I get your take on the possibility? Oh of, God, here we go. I have to. Can I? I got to get your take on, okay. on the Donald as as the leader of the free world. It's a possibility right oh, now. Oh God, please. It's possible. Oh, I mean, God. he's sort of like an amoeba. He's shape shifting before our eyes with this position. So I mean, it's he's a fluid candidate, all right? So what I'm saying is, we could seriously, very soon, have Sheriff Joe Apio as our Attorney General. So what's your take on this whole mess? Uh, it's the scariest thing I've ever... I mean, the fact that there's even a possibility is... I can't sleep. I, I, I can't even believe it. Like, what is wrong with us? The It's... I, you used to not be able to lie. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you lie, and no one even... Call, it's just... It's incredible. Look at him. He's an idiot. Um, well, you know, I was wondering, do you think... This is some kind of karma thing from God, you know, maybe because of the whole Pokemon Go worshiping false gods thing, because there's got to be a reason. Yeah, I don't know if this is a punishment or a warning signal. Uh, I I have no idea. I just, it, uh, it's scary is what it is. Scary. Right. right. Well, I mean, I, I always thought the president had to be smarter than me. Um, that would be nice. And now I, I realize... You know, I, I, if he's running, I'm actually qualified to be the president of the United States. 
Yeah, I'd vote for you listening to you know a short conversation here. That's right. Yeah, but thank you very much. I yeah. might run. All right. Uh, I know you only had a couple minutes, so yeah. let me wrap this thing. Yeah. Up. I should also mention you have a podcast, Kill Me Now, available on iTunes. Yeah. I want to thank you very much for coming on the show, Ms. Judy Gold. My, how time flies. The show's about over. That's what I'm trying to say here. So are you going to stop walking anytime now? I mean, my God, we're we're signing off. You're going to stay here overnight and keep stepping? Well, I I think I'll keep on for a while. I'm by winning. (sighs) I win here and I win there. Now what? No worries. I'll... I'll lock up when I leave, Spud. I I just want to have a super high count on my Fitbit before I head home. Okay. I I think tonight I've got a pretty decent chance of beating Rachel. Uh, Unless she went to the mall and walked from one end to the other all day. You know, she's never admitted to me that she's a mall walker. But I did see an old Orange Julius cup and an Auntie Anne's pretzel wrapper in her car. Yeah. Well, if you're going to ever beat her... You're gonna need to like have eyes on her during the day. You know, maybe pay one of your kids to be an informant. And every kid has their price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, possibly our youngest, Lewis, as he's saving up for a new Etch-a-Sketch. The other two would never rat out their mom, but that's a good idea, Spud. I'll talk to him and see if we can work something out. Yeah, well, can I take a peek now at your Fitbit? What's that chicken still doing out? I mean, I'm not gonna tell the listeners what it says, but I'm thinking they're a little curious how you're doing. You did sort of bring them into this whole thing by discussing it on the air. Well, I'd rather keep my Fitbit stats to myself for the time being. Now, soon, when I'm at 28 or 29,000 steps a day, I'd be happy uh-huh. to share that with everyone yeah. and my matrix. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, you know what that is, right? But it's my heartbeat. Your matrix? Da- daily calories. You mean your metrics. Uh, my, my metrics, yeah. yeah. Uh, and even even my quality of sleep, it measures. Yeah, uh, and that's just too much information. I just want to follow how you're doing against your wife so I know if, if I'm going to need to get my apartment ready for you to crash. You know, if you end up totally emasculated by your numbers. I'm thinking this Fitbit creation could potentially break up more marriages than Ashley Madison. Oh, I hope you're wrong, but... It's nice to know that you'd be there for me if I was in a time of personal crisis. Yeah, well, I would have to charge your rent, of course. You know, prorated on a daily basis, though it would be way cheaper, you know, if you just paid by the month. Because I'd cut you a deal for sure. I'll have a hamburger, for which I will gladly pay you Tuesday. Okay, hey, I I, I appreciate it, Spud. No problem. You know, if you ever wanted to, like, come to the Y with me while I play hoop, I mean, you could rack up some major steps. Wait... You would let me play basketball with you and the guys you speak so fondly no, about? No, 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 not, not actually play with us, but you could rebound for me before I play. Courtney, Chloe. I like to get up like around 100 shots or so when, when I get there. It takes me a while to get my shot zeroed in, so there'd, you know, there'd be a few misses. You'd be hustling out all, all over the gym chasing. So, What do you think? You know, that... You know, that'd be a pretty good workout for you. And while we play, you could maybe, you know, walk in place and then chase the ball when it goes out of bounds. Oh, boy. That would be amazing. Okay. But you've never invited me to go with you to the Y. Or, or really, anywhere away from the studio. I, I'm touched. Yeah, well, i, I be honest, I, I feel sorry for you. I really do. I mean, this is a one-time offer, though, not a regular thing. And that's important. No, no, no. I, I got it. Uh, are you going tomorrow? 
Because well, now, now listen, what should I wear? Um, I don't own basketball shorts, so yeah. could I wear cutoffs? Would that be okay? And maybe I wear a Spud, a Spud Goodman show T-shirt. No, it's it's a no on the cutoffs, man. That would freak out the whole Y, all the members. And I oh. can't have you wearing a, a show T-shirt with my face on it either. You'd look like my groupie or worse. That is messed up, yo. So when we do go, I'll bring you some stuff to wear. Oh. Don't worry about it. But right now, I need to close this show. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye Once bye. again, trees and timber. Bud Goodman Show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville, executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Production assistants Brian Martin, Trent Patello, and Amanda Tompkins. Video director T.J. Pites. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. The show's Greek chorus is the folk singers in hell. On-air talent Rob McGee, Annie Coleman, David Deere, Derek Schneider, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Spud Goodman.